What if I told you for $1, I would introduce you to many different entrepreneurs this week. From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to many different entrepreneurs and I'll coach you for $1 this whole week. And I'll introduce you to my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you take part of that? Well, go to morningmindsetcoffee.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. It's the only organization that gathers entrepreneurs for the betterment of entrepreneurship every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. We get together, we're growing, we're learning, we're leveling up, we're building on our network, we're building on our net worth, we're earning, we're reading. We got a book club. You'll see a bunch of entrepreneurs coming together, reading the same books every single day, growing together. You need that environment to grow. MorningMindsetCoffee.com. One dollar. I'm going to give you all of this for one dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $50 a month after that. But right now, we're still running a seasonal promotion where I think the price is somewhere around $25. So get it before the price changes again. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze the characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers so that together we can learn from their mistakes, be inspired by their victories, and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to become a multimillionaire before 30 so that I can teach others how to do the same. And today, I'm happy to have my friend on, Ven. Now, what's interesting about Ven is we met about a year ago through our same mentorship program, and when we both met, we were both at the beginning of our essential our entrepreneur career. We were getting started, figuring things out, and as we've gone on the journey and we've reconnected at different points, I was like, holy crap, dude, you've been moving and grooving. You've been getting some work done, and you've made a lot of progress since the last time we spoke, so I wanted us to get connected, come back on to the show today, and really talk about not just the progress that you've made in entrepreneurship, but also just in life, like where you're at in life. Really, I want to dive into the lessons that you've learned, some of the challenges that you face that people don't really see. Like we always see the highlight reels, but I also want to know, hey, what sort of obstacles have you had to overcome? And ultimately, I want you to speak a little bit as well about what you do in the short-term rental space and what people need to know about that. So, Ven, I'm excited to dive into your story, bro. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate having you here. It's a blast. I'm super excited to do this with you. Dude, 100%. awesome. Yeah, man. I got to say, like, big, again, big shout out, by the way. Like, for everyone that doesn't know, Ven Loki last week, last minute, came into my, uh, <laughs> my group, my morning mindset coffee calls. Seven o'clock in the morning, you woke up for us. You provided everybody with value, speaking about what you do in Airbnb and just helping everyone out. So, I appreciate you doing that last minute of course like everyone was talking about that man so awesome i want to know right before real estate before i'm not going to say before entrepreneurship but before real estate what were you doing what were you up to uh long story but the most recent thing that i was doing was i'm a full-time tattoo artist and i still do that full-time oh you do Um, doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, gave it out. I wonder what gave it away <laughs> just covered <laughs> um i've been doing tattoos now for going on seven years um 
I worked a traditional nine to five for a very long period of my life. And I learned that I have trouble with authority and uh, I figured that I had to do my own thing and kind of fell into art and uh, entrepreneurship kind of followed because of tattooing. So it, it did go hand in hand more or less. So yeah, I've been grinding it out for the last six to seven years. Dude, yep. I, I like that you said that, right? And it's funny because you actually, you just like spoke to a part of my soul, which I want to make sure mm-hmm. that people don't gloss over, which was you recognized that from like going through like doing tattooing, right? You were chasing after something that you were into, right? There was like an intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Like it was something that you were passionate about personally. And yeah. that road opened up later into entrepreneurship and just real estate, everything else, but it came from ultimately like essentially following your own authenticity. Yes, completely. So it, it was a major jump to, to go from working a nine to five for 10 years of my life and then deciding like I'm quitting and then trusting in my gut <laughs> and building a career from nothing, literally nothing. I was poor <laughs> as entrepreneurs. We understand what it takes, the hard work to put into this to get through what we want to get to. Um, but no, I was poor and it was rough, but it was the best decision I've ever made in my life, truthfully, and never look back. I, man, I freaking love that dude, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they're afraid of that, that moment, right. Of honestly, like, Terrifying. yeah, it's like you're betting on yourself and yep. then you're, you don't have any evidence that it will work out. And ultimately, like you're getting ready to let go of the little things that you already do have to essentially have nothing. And that terrifies a lot of people. I know personally, it scared me as well. One of my biggest worries was losing what I believed I had. Yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah, like the the stuff that you actually have, literally, it's already inside. Like you can't lose that stuff. Like the important stuff, you can't actually lose. Nope, you can't. And that's, that's one thing that I really learned about myself. And I think other entrepreneurs really figure that out when they get into this, when you really bet on yourself and actually bet on yourself and eliminate all possibility of there being any other options, there's no plan B, it's just plan A, it will never fail. It may take a long time and it's going to be rough and it's going to be a very, very hard road, but that road will pay itself out and it'll be the most beautifully paved road you ever put in front of you <laughs> i freaking love that so you know what i i would love to do this right because sure we always look back right and we're able to look mm-hmm. backwards in hindsight and say like hey you know like it just it worked out i made it through the rough patches i am curious though like that immediate transition if you could take yourself mentally back to when you are like all right i'm about to quit i'm about to leave the job i'm going to pursue tattooing for the first time and i'm really going to bet on me in that moment like take us back what were you feeling then like what was like going through your mind in the moment of like entering i call it the suck entering into the yeah suck. yeah you got to embrace that suck too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to embrace that suck hard um i honestly i'll never forget it i will never forget i i learned i just hated my job i hated my manager at the time and i just decided that staying was going to be more detrimental than taking the risk truthfully um, it, it was only going to get worse if I stayed in the position I was in and I didn't know what else to do with myself. And I didn't want to do anything else with myself. I wanted to do what I loved. And at that time it was tattooing and I felt that was my freedom and that was my path forward. And I, when I realized that that was it, I had two options, stay or change it and move forward and make a difference. 
I didn't give myself any other choice to do anything but that. And I then kind of just took action and followed suit from that point forward. I just, my parents helped me out a little bit, um, barely anything at all. They just small bills like my phone bill for the month so I could survive and they fed me occasionally. Um, but outside of that, I just hustled and I grinded and I just took every tattoo and every opportunity I could to make a dollar just to pay for my rent and whatever I could at the point in time. And it was just, a, it's, it's like climbing the ladder. You got to go every single run, one at a time. You can't skip. You have to go through the muck. You have to go through the grime. You have to dig and dig and dig until you get through it. Let me ask this, right? Because first off, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And there is like, I call it like this illusion, right? I was joking around. Uh, Keston and I were on the phone like yesterday. And we were jokingly yeah. talking about um, how we like, we're always like looking for this way of like, how do I escape the rat race? How do I escape the work? And then he and I were joking, like, dude, there is no escaping the work. You just got to find the one, like the work that's worth doing, the one that you enjoy doing and learn to love the process. You know, that's so, the absolute truth. That's yeah. the absolute truth. There's no escape. You got to just choose what work sucks the least. And it doesn't actually suck because hard work is always there. It's never going to not be hard. You just have to enjoy it. So it's worthwhile exactly and that's like something that like i want to like get through to people you know because like mm-hmm. that's why like i want to dive back in like and that's why i was asking you where you were in the moment of it so as you were going through it, you're you're hustling you're grinding like the parents yep. are helping you out just a little bit but for the most part you're on your own you're really betting yep. yourself what 100%. did you start to learn through this process like what i guess like what was like beginning to click that wasn't clicking before so as like we said, the biggest thing is that fear, when you take that official leap, that official first leap forward, you don't know what to expect. When you land on your feet, you don't have much to work with because you're just starting out. I think what really clicked for me was as time went on, and it didn't take that long. It, I don't think it typically does um, if you really put your mind to it. Things start to fall in place naturally. And if you're very open to that and not allowing yourself to look backwards because Gary Vee said, can I swear on this? Yeah, <laughs> I do, of course, bro. That's okay. <laughs> As Gary Vee says, looking back fucks your neck up. <laughs> it's the truth. If you don't look back and you keep looking forward, what I've noticed when it, when it started happening was, as we all know, in uh, entrepreneurship is compound interest. Things just start falling into place daily. It is the smallest little micro differences, but they will start adding up. And that built my confidence. It built my faith in what I was doing. Um, you get one clientele and then they pass that on to the next person. Then it starts just reassuring you that you're doing something right because you are starting, you are able to start paying your bills. Even if it's a 50 bucks a month, it's still something. You still got to figure out the rest of that, but it's still growing because tomorrow it'll be 75 bucks. The next day it'll be a hundred bucks. It starts just to kind of just puzzle piece itself together very slowly. And then it really, 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 really starts to pick up. So (laughs) terrifying but it works. <laughs> you know what? I, I love it though. Cause like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And there's this, this moment of, it doesn't even matter how little it is. Right. Like I'll share this no. with you, right? where like you came in the other day to the, to the morning mindset coffee. Like you got yep. to meet a little bit of that community and what we're doing mm-hmm. there. And I was telling Maurice, cause Maurice runs that with me. The very first day that we had somebody sign up, I was like, bro, we got our first person. <laughs> Like, yeah. dude, we got our first, I was so yeah. 
crazy excited. And it was like, we made a dollar. We literally made $1. $1. And I like that $1 was basically like a million dollars to me because it we is. made it. We worked on it. We created it. We brought into the world what we truly wanted, what we desired. And exactly. it just keeps over time, like building up more and more and more. And there's a power to being excited about every step, not just waiting for the, yeah. the final outcome. Yep. That was the one thing that I really did my absolute best to focus on is I think a lot of entrepreneurs have issues with, and I still struggle with that in real estate. So, I mean, this still rolls over to me too, but instead of focusing on the long-term, you know, million dollar mentality, all that jazz, like you just said, it's that $1 and then getting excited for every single penny that follows suit, like that one, the penny, the quarter, the dollar, like everything, every single time you get that little, little additional increase that one percent cherish it cherish that to its core and you'll never fail it doesn't matter how bad the day gets it'll always be a good day i love that man so <laughs> let's so you left your job you got into tattooing you start to hustle and you start to build something for yourself there so what did that look like over the course of the the next seven to eight years like how did what did that build look like for you um, it, it took a long time. I mean, I had to get creative with my marketing. I had to get creative in how to get clientele. Um, I worked in a handful of shops and a lot of them weren't the greatest. Um, I'm a very drama free type of person. So I actually jumped out of a lot of shops because I couldn't deal with the toxicity, which is not my cup of tea. And I wanted to be surrounded by people that always wanted to grow and improve themselves and not be comfortable at where they're standing. So I just kept trying to find people that were on the same path and mentality wavelength as I was and just continuously going up from there. Um, I think I've been in eight tattoo shops now and I finally found the one I'm staying at. And if this one doesn't work out, I'm making my own. (laughs) Um, But it was just, like I said, constant hustle. And it took, took about, I'd say two ish, maybe three ish years until I finally hit my stride. And then I could kind of settle down and lay back and be like, all right, I don't have to work as hard. Things are just coming to me now. And that's the one other good thing about these types of businesses. And I'm sure you understand and hopefully the viewers do as well. If you do it, I found the sweet spot is the two to three year point in anything. And when you hit that mark, that's when things start to settle. And then things start to be attracted to you because you've built your name and built your brand and built yourself out to the point that people know who you are and start bringing you things instead of you searching for them. I, so that's I, what I learned rapidly. I, you know, what? it's funny. Like I couldn't agree with you more. And it's almost like there's a universal, like there's some like universal laws and universal principles that seem to mm-hmm. just kick in where like, you're absolutely right. Like that two to three year mark is where I start to see, we start to see traction. Cause when I think back on my parkour career, yeah. it wasn't until around year two or three that things started really yeah. gaining that momentum. And like the momentum was at least yep. noticeable to me. And noticeable to us. Yeah. And even as yep. real estate, I'm starting to get into my two-year mark. And I'm starting to watch as things are turning on with a little bit more ease. Where now I'm at the place where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have more opportunities than I even know. I, I have to figure out how to handle it <laughs> coming in now. Because I genuinely yep. like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm flooded in opportunities. Where a year ago, I was like, where are the opportunities? They don't exist. Yep. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And what I love is what you said you were looking for an environment where the people that were surrounding you ultimately Mm -hmm. had like a growth mindset. And that makes a lot of sense that if that's what you were looking for, that's why you continue to 
not only pursue your own personal passions, but then also enter into the world of entrepreneurship. Because I think that's one of the more common threads that connect us all is anyone that steps into entrepreneurship has a growth mentality. Like you don't stay in entrepreneurship without that mindset of, I need to continuously be improving. You can't stay in this world without it. It, It's impossible. It genuinely is impossible. It's not that people won't, I mean, people won't work with you because they don't want to, they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to be around people without a growth mindset. And it's rightfully so, you know, so it is what it is. I wholeheartedly agree. So now I'm curious, right? So you, you begin, you're pursuing your passion, right? And by the way, dude, like I really like literally like we have different like paintings, but like, I feel like we have the same story in the sense that we painted two different pictures, you know, you are pursuing your passion. You're loving tattooing. It's starting to get mm-hmm. easy. It's starting to get traction. Why then make a switch for real estate? Why start looking at real estate? Very good question. So the real reason was COVID. COVID-19 hit and uh, we were shut down in the state of New York for three months. And then I got a real rude awakening that I can't make money <laughs> without putting needle to skin. So I have to physically be present to make a dollar. And it's a self-employed uh you know, entrepreneur in that sense, COVID hit. And the first book I read was uh, rich dad, poor dad. And I got the breakdown. <laughs> I got the Let's breakdown. Go. Of, yeah. Employee, self-employed business and investor. And I was like, I know what I'm doing. And I instantaneously just started looking for a hustle. And I tried a mix of things. I tried drop shipping. I tried affiliate marketing and nothing stuck. And then I landed on wholesaling from a TikTok, and I got a proof of concept and then creative financing took off from there. And it just sky's the limit. Let's go. All right. So real quick for the listeners who haven't read anything from Robert Kiyosaki, first of all, shame on you. However, (laughs) can you break down like that quadrant, like the the cash flow quadrant is what he refers to it as? Because you just said like a golden nugget there where it's like, you know, the self-employed to the business, like you had like a realization during the COVID time. So what was that all about? What was that realization exactly? The Like I just said, the realization was, like, I've been in all categories now. I was an employee for 10 years. I was a pharmacy tech, then I became self-employed. So I'm literally going through the steps. Um, the realization was that as self-employed, you're working for yourself until the end of time. Because if you don't work, you don't make money, period. There's nobody going to help you out. You have to constantly work until you're dead. <laughs> as dramatic as that is. Um, but it's, it's the truth, unless you start doing something more financially responsible. I didn't want to be a businessman. I didn't have any interest in it. And then I just started getting into the real estate aspects and just investing per se. And then I kind of learned to love and fall in love with business as I understood it. And that's what the big change was. And that's the second side of the quadrant. And it really explains how owning a business and running a business, it it really teaches you how to hire people to do the work for you and, and provide economy and value to them. And give them opportunities because not everybody thinks like we do, yep. but we're there to give people the opportunity to provide that job and support their families and those things, because without us, they couldn't do that. It's so true. It's funny, man. Like Growing up, I used to not really look at like, I don't think any, many of us like grew up thinking like, I want to be a businessman. Like I want to own a no. business. However, as I've gotten older, I've come to see like, wow, business men and women are really some like they're the backbone of society because they help point people in a direction and they help Mm -hmm. give stability to all of it. And I have such a deep appreciation now 
for all the successful businesses I see that have been around for five, 10, 15, right? 20 years where I'm like, that yeah. takes a lot of effort and so much stress on the shoulders of the individuals who put it together. Yep. And that's the thing. As you said earlier, it, 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 people only see the tip of the iceberg that's above water. They don't see what's underneath the ocean, which is three quarters of the whole thing, right? <laughs> people don't understand, like you just said, you, that was a golden nugget, in my opinion, how the stress and how much work and effort has to be put onto the shoulders of the people that are running these business, businesses to provide for everybody around us. And I, my mentality is 100% changed. I just have so much respect for it. Everywhere I go, I'm like, man, that guy's smart. I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sucks, you know? Dude, 100%. Yeah. So I love it. So you're chilling in COVID. The world shuts yep. down. They tell you you can't see people. It puts you in a position where you, like, for the first time realize, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I literally, if I can't go work, I can't make money. And, like, you, uh, you almost find yourself, like, trapped. And, like, and yeah. before this, I actually, let me ask, before this, before COVID shut down, did you feel like you were all right? Did like did it ever even occur to you? I, right. I had no fears, no qualms, no issues. I thought I was golden for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need to do anything. I'm gonna just work and work and be cool. I'm doing my passion, I'm making good money, I'm great. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I, I think slapped across the face when COVID hit me. And I think most people have that feeling, right? And like we refer yeah. to it like sometimes as like the golden handcuff where like they yep. feel like they have security not realizing like, hey, your security is only based on if things never change. Like if the game of musical chairs, as long as they never turn the music yeah. off, you're fine. However, history shows us at some point, the music does always turn off. And now it does come back on, but at some point oh, yeah. it does turn off. And when it turns back on, you might've already been booted out of the game. Exactly. You're absolutely right. It, it doesn't matter when it turns on. It's just how prepared you were and what you do on the backside of it. Exactly. So you, in the middle of this COVID now, you're like everybody else, like the rest of us, you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, you're on YouTube, yep. and you're finding other opportunities. You try out a few to drop shipping, things don't work. However, you can see the real estate, you see the wholesaling, you got the proof of concept, and it clicked. And you essentially oh, yeah. decided to pursue real estate. So yes. what has that journey been like since like stepping into real estate? Because I think real, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like I tried a couple things. Yep before this and then real estate was the one that I decided I'm burning the bridge on this. Like I'm burning the boat. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the two other options that I really tried, I'm not a tech savvy kind of guy, but I, I could see that the benefit and the profits from those and how they worked and e-commerce was very, very well, it was taken off really well. And I could see how that was going to be valuable. I tried it. I'm not techie. I draw for a living for a reason. Um, but I just saw, I saw a wholesale TikTok video. And one of our fellow sub two students from Houston was filming it. And I didn't know her at the time, but she was the first person to give the whole blueprint start to finish of how wholesaling worked for free. There was no like, Hey, follow my course or pay five grand and join my mentorship type deal. It was just, I, I you know, when we're studying these things, you see it over and over and over again. And people are like, Hey, join my course. You get to pay this or you get to do that. Hers was legit, and I could. Inst- I just picked it up. I'm like, wow, she's actually giving me the details. I messaged her, and I just said, hey, what's the gist? What do I do? How do I start? She gave me a quick breakdown. Three weeks, I locked up my first contract from a word of mouth, and I sold it in two. Let's go. What? Yeah, dude. Unicorn lay down deal. I made 17 grand. Get the hell out of here, dude. That ass. Proof of concept. And then it got hard. 
because it didn't <laughs> close until April. Wait, all right, so hold on, hold on. <laughs> that right there is a gem, and I want everyone to understand this because, Ven, this, in my opinion, this right here is what makes you even more special. It's the fact that you got that unicorn deal, and a lot of people, like a unicorn deal does happen for like, there's a lot of people out there that you find people that hit their first lick. It was like a 20K, 30K, 40K spread. And like, I'm talking inside the first 30 days. However, they didn't get anything else after that. And they are not around today. They did not continue on the journey because they weren't stress tests for this. So I love that. Like you got an instant hit, which is freaking cool. I did not know that. And so what happens after that instant hit? It was a straight proof of concept. I couldn't believe it happened. It was the typical wholesale. I mean, I met the buyer. I walked the house. I did the whole nine. I had people there. Just, yeah, it was it was like magic. It was unbelievable that it happened. And then and this was in October. Then I started going hard in the grind for November, December. I joined sub two in December, then January, February, March. Then April finally hit. And that was when I finally locked up another deal on a JV agreement in Atlanta, and that was finally when it happened, but it was a grind to get there. It was very, again, an uphill battle, emotionally challenging, mentally challenging, everything under the sun. I didn't quit because I saw everybody around me in our community succeeding. I was like, they're doing it. Every single person here is doing it. What are they doing? Because I know they're doing it. So what is it that they're doing? And all I got to <laughs> do is keep on doing it until I figure it out that works for me. And that's all, that's what kept me going and my team going. Yo, let's go. Okay. See right there. That's, so I refer, you've heard me say this, or at least I hope you've heard me say this in the past, like mm-hmm. the campfire effect of like yeah. getting yourself around the campfire, getting yourself around people that are going to encourage you to keep going, right? Like essentially like littering your world with positive uh, peer yep. pressure, right? Where yeah. it's just like, you know, I, I never say to compare yourself to others. Like I don't want to ever compare because comparing will stress you out. However, I do want to go and put myself around people that are succeeding, people that are achieving, people that are positive, people that are uplifting. Because when I do like on the inside, start to have those moments of doubt and I'll look and I'll see my peers and I'm just like, all right, they're succeeding. I view myself as an equal to them. So that means my turn is next. Like I, so yep. I just got to keep going. Like I'm not done. It's just, it's just not my ch- turn yet. Like the yep. table has the dinner table is we're going around and like it just the plate hasn't gotten to me yet, but the plate will eventually get to me. It will. It 100 percent will, whether it's in a day or 10 years, it will get to you. And that's what that's how I view tattooing. I knew it was the same mentality that I did in tattooing. And because of tattooing, it prepared me for real estate because I already went through the trenches and knew what I had to do to get through it in the next one, which was real estate. Bro, I love that because that's how when you started mentioning tattooing, that's how I felt about parkour. And that's why even like I tell people real estate is my new parkour because it's yep. the same. It's the same thing. It's like I just know, hey, as long as I stick to this at some point, one of two things is going to break. It's either going to be me or it's going to be this business. And yep. I don't plan on breaking. So the business is going to break for me and open up. Yep. And it always does. It never will not break open. It's just facts. Like you said, there's there's certain universal laws that take place in our world, and it's true. Consistency is key, and if you can do it long enough, it will happen. I love that. So you get your next deal in April yep. down in, in Georgia. Was it Atlanta? Yeah, it was Atlanta, Georgia. There was a wholesaler that couldn't dispo a property, 
and I was able to uh, find him a buyer and we JV'd and did the actually a daisy chain on it. And that was a big spread. Surprisingly, we had no idea how good it was going to be. Um, that turned out to be 50 K ultimately. And we, we sold it for, we got a 30 K profit. The guy that we sold it to got a 20 K profit and everybody won. Everybody ate. <laughs> Let's go. And like, I love that because that's the power of this business, right? Like there's so mm-hmm. many sides of the table to be on, whether it's acquiring oh it, whether it's dispoing it, helping people out, helping your coworkers out. Like that's a beautiful freaking thing. So yeah, at this that's point the now, one thing about this. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So like, I love that. So at this point now you've got two deals, you've got even more proof of concept. You also went through a personal winter of, Real estate. Like I call anytime, like when things feel like they're not happening, I'm like, all right, that's just winter time. Like the straight up winter's back. Like, all right. And you now see like, all right, this business freaking works. Like, I don't think most people get like $15,000, dollars checks um, ever. Like as one hit, like as a normal individual, most people never received that as like a single payout for something. Yeah, I have to agree that and I think most people receive between I'd say 10, 15 or less on average. Those are the typical deals that we see. But it's very and that's the other thing that I think a lot of people jump into this business and don't realize is because they see all the um influencers posting their 50k checks or their $120,000 spreads and things like that. Like, oh, get rich quick scheme. They don't understand the mentality and the grind that it takes to pursue this in the reality at hand of taking 10 checks that are a thousand dollars a piece versus one deal that's $10,000. I would take those 10, $1,000 checks because the experiences and everything it took for me to learn to get to those points 10 times over than one check at 10 grand, because you don't learn as much with that way. And people don't view it in that sense. And it comes down to that 1% rule. 1% every day is better than, you know, trying to skip ahead and you can't do that. Look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but you all asked for it and it's finally here. We finally created a space for us to come together every day and have these kinds of conversations. Not just be a fly on the wall and listen, but actually be in the room talking to one another, throwing ideas back and forth about mindset, business, entrepreneurship, growth, the books we're reading, the conferences we're going to, the conferences we're hosting, everything under the sun that has to do with entrepreneurship. You name it, we're talking about it. That's right, morningmindsetcoffee.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, we're getting together with entrepreneurs from all over the world so that we can grow together. You heard it a million times over. Your network is your net worth. So for $1, you can get into a room that will change your life. What are you waiting for? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Now back to the episode. Yep. And you know, what's interesting recently I've been finding myself saying a lot on this metaphor of like, it's like the karate kid with uh wax on mm-hmm. wax off with like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, yeah. And like the kid just doesn't understand, like, why do you have me waxing your car? Like, I don't get it. And he's mm-hmm. just like, you're not waxing the car. You're going through, you're preparing, right? Like there's certain mm-hmm. things. So like, to your point where it's like, the person's like, no, I'd just rather have that one $100,000 deal. It's like, yeah, but what did that prepare you for? Now, when another yeah. deal pops up and there's a little nuance to it, you're not capable because you're lacking in the experience, yep. you're lacking in the knowledge, you're lacking in the confidence, which I think is probably yep. the most important part is like earlier today, like for instance, I had like a situation pop up with one of my deals and I was like, in my mind, I was thinking, awesome. Like 
Now I'm about to learn how to solve this problem. Like I'm literally about right. to become a more capable individual. So when someone else runs into this problem, I can solve it for them as well. That's the, the limitless mentality. And I admire about you immensely. And everybody that we work with has that same mentality, as you said, because when hardship hits us, we don't dwell on the negative aspect. Oh, crap. Here we go again. It's like, yeah, let's solve this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this was going to happen. What do I do now? It, there's, there's just such a different flip of perspective. And it's just so gratifying and enjoy an enjoyment to be around people like that. Dude, it, it makes a big difference. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I can't remember, I can't quote it well enough. Um, however, I, I picked it up from scripture. Someone shared it with me and mm-hmm. it basically spoke about finding joy in the middle of the storm, like finding joy in the suffering where most of us are like, okay, when this is over, I'm going to be so freaking happy and so freaking yep. grateful. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Look, if you can't find a way to be happy right now, you're not going to get to that moment. Like that nope. moment won't make you happy. You have to make yourself happy in this moment. And then that's yep. how you change the moment. Yep. Reminds me of a quote that I heard. Don't pray for easy days. Pray for the strength to survive the hard days. Because they're all, every day is a hard day. <laughs> you're never going to be prepared if you only get easy days. The skilled seller didn't come from, you know, calm seas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. So you got the two deals, you're in real estate now. So where do you decide to start taking it after wholesale? Or did you still continue to wholesale? Like what did it look like after that Georgia deal? So again, it took a while uh, to get any traction. And I still don't think I got any really solid traction wholesaling until January. So this past month, frankly. Um, But along that journey, I decided and fell into Airbnb and rental arbitrage since we were struggling to get a consistency going with the wholesaling aspect and getting consistent paychecks coming in, we tried to figure out a way to get and generate passive income more consistently on a regular basis. And um, my partner and I started researching heavily on how to do Airbnb arbitrage, which is, you know, working with a landlord and then subletting the apartment through you on the back end. So you never purchased the property. Um, and we started diving heavily into that back in September and we got our first property within a month and launched it October 1st. And then we kind of just took it from there. Yeah. Let's go. So what I like about this um, Airbnb arbitrage is one, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty creative. You know, I think social media has been making it more and more popular. And I think people understand yeah. the concept. But one, again, like people can see what to do. Not a lot of people take action on what to do. Right. The game is out there and people weren't taking action. And I like it because it's a part of something that Robert Kiyosaki speaks about, which is control, not necessarily ownership, but control. He is a big component of, hey, as long as you can control the asset, that's all you actually ever want. Like the wealthy and the rich don't actually own anything. They control everything. So, you know, the Airbnb arbitrage, why did you go down that route? Like, why did you choose that model? Or why did, like, what worked about it for you? The reason we worked, uh, went that route was cost of entry was extremely minimalized compared to buying a property traditionally or the way we're taught sub two or seller finance, ultimately. Um, a lot of ways can actually, a lot of ways for arbitrage can actually be entered for free if you do it correctly. And that's not even a lie. That's not an exaggeration. You can actually enter it completely for free. Um, if you find a furnished property, you don't have to furnish it. So there's a limited cost right there. And if you're able to, you can negotiate the uh, first one to three months up front completely free as well. So you don't have to pay deposit and or the first and last months. 
So it allows your business to get off the ground. Again, that comes with the skills and training and experience that I've learned and we've all been doing for the last year or two in wholesaling and real estate in general. But it's very possible. And that's the reason why I entered it for that reason, because I could get in quick, start a, pro- start a listing rapidly, and I could scale it pretty rapidly as well. It just made sense. And what I love, you just hit the nail on the head, right? Because I was going to say, right, like a lot of people, they hear this and they're like, all right, like I could do this. But recognizing and like I want to fill people in on this, right? Like if they were listening to your story, there's an mm-hmm. entire year of pursuing real estate, of understanding real estate, and more so, especially what we do from the wholesaling side of talking to sellers, talking to homeowners, learning how to negotiate, learning how to pitch, learning how to bring value, and ultimately lead from a certain standpoint, right? Like come at things, come at a conversation from a particular vantage point that gives you an almost unfair advantage because you (laughs) you have so much more leverage by the gaining this skill set and ability to communicate. And so I want to emphasize that because what I'm really pointing out here is the skills are transferable when you're actually taking time to put in the effort, like what you did in tattooing transferred over into wholesaling, what you did in wholesaling is now transferring over to what you're doing in Airbnb arbitrage. Completely. I couldn't do the Airbnb unless I did the tattooing and the wholesaling first, 100%. And like you said, and it, it took me a whole year to really grasp and understand how to do that and then how to talk to a seller or a landlord in that sense to get him on the same page and show him the value that I'm providing to him. Yep. So Completely. I, w- I want to break this down. This might be giving away like your secret sauce, but mm-hmm. what is like for the people that are wondering, they're like, all right, but like, I don't get it. Why would a landlord like let me rent the air? I think this is the biggest question, right? Like, cause everyone looks at like, why would a landlord let me airbnb his property why wouldn't he or she just airbnb the property and get all the money like i just i don't get it then like i why would they let me make the extra thousand two thousand three thousand dollars a month that's a very valid question a lot of people ask that and i get that all the time landlords want to set it and forget it they want a passive income airbnb is a hospitality business and it can be a very very hands-on business because of that airbnb is not a real estate business and a lot of people confuse the two um so when people figure that out, we're able to go to a landlord and present them the best bang for their buck, as I like to call it, because we're giving them the least amount of risk possible while allowing them to continue to do what they love, which is rent the property and then doing exactly that. So when I come in and I talk to the landlords, I make it very clear that I'm there to partner with them and form a business relationship with them. I'm not, yes, I am the tenant as the lease, you know, the leaser, the person that signs the lease per se, but I'm there to make their life easier, keep the property in the best possible performing condition and give them a peace of mind that they're never going to get if they continue to just rent it traditionally. And that's the catch and that's the pitch. And that's how you get them on board with you. I I love that because it, again, it's leading with value. Mm -hmm. And if I could stress this to people, I like your lives would be a bajillion times better. Like every conversation you always had, you just like put it in your mind that the other person talking to you is literally thinking what's in it for me. And if you think what's in it for them, that conversation will pretty much always work out for you because you can then start to speak to their personal desires. And if you give them what they want, the law of reciprocity begins to kick in. They by nature, 
want to yep. start to work with you and start to give you what you're looking for just by the nature of you simply do it. it's kind of like how when we reach our hand out you know the other person naturally without thinking begins to reach their hand out to shake it like they can't exactly. even help it they just they're yep. trained to they're biologically wired so i love i love that that's how you're able to step into these situations. Cause I used to, I literally used to think that all the time. I was like, I don't get why any landlord would do this, but now seeing the value, especially being a landlord, recognizing like, Oh yeah. If I had a tenant that came to me and said, I would clean the house after every single person left. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to, it's in my own best interest that the house looks better than even the condition you've given it to me, because that's how yep. I'm going to make more money. And if anything happens, like I'm going to be on top of wanting to get it fixed immediately, not waiting four months to tell you like, oh yeah, that pipe has been dripping. Yeah, exactly. You have to take care of it. And that's, that's one of the biggest questions I get asked when I do arbitrage from the landlord is like, what happens if my property is destroyed or something bad happens? I'm like, I'm not going to let it because then my business fails and then you don't get paid. My goal, as you said, is to make sure the property is in the best condition possible, better than you gave it to me. And you're never going to regret this. <laughs> Dude, I, I yep. absolutely love that. So let me ask you this, right? You mm-hmm. now are doing the Airbnb arbitrage, right? What do yep. you view as like the future of the vision, especially because we just stepped into, for a lot of people, you know, it still feels like the new year. Um, although yep. I'm already like surprised when, holy cow, it's February. Yeah, it's February. It's going so fast. It's going crazy fast. Uh, you know, how we just stepped into 2022 and yep. we've got a, a year ahead of us, you know, or even in 90 day increments, what do you see as the future for yourself and your business? Uh, the future, the goals that we have for this year is a, at minimum 15 properties to scale in Airbnb. It's a healthy number. It's something that we can hit pretty safely, I would say. And that's a mixture of arbitrage, co-wholesaling, and we're sub two buying them. So um, JVing with people, working with people, it's just whatever gets us to that number while also providing value to other people around us. That's the goal. Um, if we succeed and do better, awesome. Never going to say no to that. Um, but the realistic expectations, and that's what we're really aiming at for this year specifically to create a cash flowing business so that we can ease up on like, like I said, I'm a full-time tattoo artist. I'm trying to back off on that. So I have that freedom and have that peace of mind to do what I want with my family and friends and whatnot. So that's this year's goal specifically. Man, I love that. And I, I agree with you. 15 is absolutely obtainable. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting how when you set a number, like there's something yeah. magical about like setting a goal and giving a, a number, giving it like a yep. measurable, like, you know, okay, cool. Like if I got to 14, I was short too. If I got to 18, I was, you know, I beat it by two. But like, yeah. when we don't give it that number. I've had a lot of goals in the past where I didn't give it a number. And it was really hard Impossible. to ever figure out if I was making progress to see if I was there. Like to your point, it was, it really was almost, it was pretty much impossible. Like, I, so it clicked for me one day when I heard somebody say, it's, it's like trying telling somebody that you're going to lose or gain weight without a set goal. What are you aiming at? You're never going to get there. Like if you're not going to gain 20 pounds or lose 20 pounds, like if you're saying, yeah, I'm going to lose weight, you're never going to get there. You're never going to be motivated to get up. You're never going to be motivated to put action into it. You have nothing to shoot at. It's pointless. So you have to have numbers. The law of numbers is everything. Dude, I Realistic numbers too. Dude, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And what's interesting too is when you get focused on it, this year I set a goal where I said, you know what? I want to get to 16 rentals like this year. And yep. dude, by January 7th, we were in contract to be at 16. Like we've already 
like past that number on these properties that were contracted <laughs> for that were moving. And I was just like, holy smoly, I should have been setting like hard numbers in the past. So it's like, yeah, right now, if you've been seeing anything we're doing on social media, we're in the middle of six figure February. Like in February, we're like, we're earning six figures. Like we're going hard earning six That's figures awesome. just through wholesale. Because you had numbers. Because you had numbers. We got numbers. And when we have the number, it's able to give, what I've learned is the numbers, the reason they work, at least in my opinion, the reason they work is because they are so objective and it's easy yep. for everyone to visualize the same picture, right? When I yep. put a number and I say 100, everyone sees the same thing if I say 100. But if I say yep. I want to build a big house, your big house might be 10 stories high. My big house might be one story high. Someone else's big house might be a barn. Someone else's big house might exactly. be an Airstream. Right. Like, yep. so it's just like a number just gives it such a solid, this is what we need to do. Yeah. And it's like that saying, there's a million ways to skin a cat. As long as you have a number, you only have to do is hit that number. It doesn't matter how you get there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, right? I always like to ask people this um, as we start to wrap up the, the episodes, mm-hmm. which is I'm big on reading. Like I'm reading oh, yeah. a book every single day. Matter of fact, just so everyone knows, this is cool. Like I just started reading The Secret today for the very first time. I like did I watch that movie like years ago? A friend of mine came over. And she was like, "We need to watch this right now." It's like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell am I watching? This is cool though." But where I just started reading that book today, so I'm always reading a new book. And I know yep. earlier you alluded to the fact that you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So yep. besides that book, can you name at least two other books, but no more than two, that were total paradigm shifts for you that when you picked them up, you read them, your mind has never quite gone back to being the same since? Easily. <laughs> There's too many, honestly. I read, <laughs> I read 43 books last year. I tried reading a book a week. Oh, hell yeah. Um, dude, I, I read hard. I read every day. And I got into audiobooks more now. Think and Grow Rich probably was the the number one book that forever changed my mind. That was like, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yes, but Think and Grow Rich was like the Bible of Bro. mentality to me, 100% across the board. And I listened to a podcast by Bob Proctor, who studies that book to the core. And there's just an episode that I just, I'll never, I, anytime I'm having a down day, I'll listen to that episode and it just resets my mind. Um, I'd say Think and Grow Rich. And then the other book that I recently read that really changed my mentality was called Designing the Mind. And it's about, yeah, yeah, it's not a known one. Not a lot of people know about it. It's called well, Designing like the Mind. Book, bro. Like, you said Designing the Mind? Yep. I love when I get a new book, man. Um, Designing the Mind, The Principles of Psychotexture. So it's all about cognitive reconstruction and how to practice methods specifically, how you can change your positivity and work on little things every single day to increase and just do better all across the board. That alone just rolls into everything in life, especially for entrepreneurs. It's so important. Like I, I stress this to people that the same way we work out physically every single day, or if you're an athlete, yep. you practice your skill every single day. Our minds are something that need to be worked on every single day. Every day. You know, so I love that. And the fact that you brought up Bob Proctor, um, I <laughs> love that. Uh, I don't know if you were made aware that, you know, last week he actually, he just passed away last Thursday. Oh, I did not know that. Dude, oh, how, I literally heart. like, I got into my car last Thursday, <laughs> I looked down at my phone and I saw it. I was like, somebody's messing with me. 
And like I just started oh. looking everywhere, and I was just like, you know what? This dude lived a great freaking life. Cause I remember in an interview he spoke about, you know, um, kind of like when someone was asking, like, hey, what about when you pass away? He was like, dude, I'm excited for that. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. You know, like that's <laughs> moving on to the next stage of this journey. Like he was like so exactly. stoked about, like, he was like, Yeah, I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon, but when I do, like there's nothing to be sad about. Nothing. Nothing so. at all. And that's the difference about what the lives that we live. We build our life for that point, I feel. I feel that we're prepared for that next chapter because it's a new adventure. Exactly. Yeah. We don't feel like we left anything behind us. We did everything we needed to do, and now it's time for the next chapter. Exactly. No regrets. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, this brings me to my final question, and this is probably my favorite question. I mm-hmm. absolutely plan on writing a book on the answers that I've received from this question. It's like literally just like <laughs> a catalog of everybody's answers. And the question goes like this. Let's imagine tomorrow, man, when you wake up, you mm-hmm. are a blank slate. You don't remember anything. You don't remember entrepreneurship. You don't remember the Airbnbs, wholesaling, tattooing, your corporate job. Like you don't remember any of it. Friends, relationships, experiences, books, blank. Right now, as you're waking up, you're not freaking out. It's not like a Saw movie. You're not scared of <laughs> life. You're just like blank. And you begin to open your eyes, come to consciousness. And as you look around, a thought begins to come to you. And this thought that comes to you, you just immediately accept it. Like, and mm-hmm. it is just 100% true to you. There's no doubt about it. Like, you're just. Okay, like fully 1,000% in agreement with whatever this thought is. What would you ideally like this thought to be? Oh, man, that's probably the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life because <laughs> I'm so influenced by what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, wow, what would that thought? That's such a vague question. I don't know. Uh... My thought would, uh, knowing me, my thought would be trying to find answers in ways that I can best work on myself so that I can provide value for those around me, truthfully. I've kind of been doing that since birth, and I'm living proof because I'm doing it now. I just kind of found my way throughout the years of my life, and I think that's what it would ultimately be again, just figuring out how to do it all over again, but from scratch. Dude, I love that. I I love that. Because honestly, it makes sense, right? Because if you have that as a thought, like, hey, let me just figure out how I can consistently improve as a person, as yeah. a human, you know, eventually, it doesn't matter what you decide to do, even with that new life, you will start to progress with it and you'll start to be able to help others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I also love the fact that you took time to think. Like, I always have, after I ask that question, I have like two groups. Like, one is like <laughs> instant shotgun answer and the other side is like, Give me a minute. I got to think about this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to. I've never been asked something like that. That's a hard question. It's a really self-reflecting question. It's one of my favorite questions to ask, man. Like, that's why I'm putting that book together on it. I like wow. that. I was going to have to go hire a VA to go rewatch every single episode and be like, right, pull those answers for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think at this point, I would already start writing them down as I go, but like. You'd be saving yourself a lot of money if you did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, but first off, I want to say thank you for making time to come on the show today. Seriously, like this has actually been like one of my favorite episodes right now, 
because getting to dive into your story right now and really being able to see the journey that it took to get there and recognizing that there's like, I love when people are intentional and like the, I say like there's someone like active behind the eyeballs, like the lights are actually on and you are a very intentional person, which I appreciate immensely. So being able to share your story here today, I appreciate you for that. And I want to know for people that are like, yo, this dude, Ven's freaking awesome. I want to connect <laughs> with him. I want to learn some Airbnb arbitrage. I want to learn what he learned about real estate. How can they connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Facebook at Ven Pekarski. Um, If you want, I can put it in the chat or you can add it to your podcast later. Instagram, the tatted investor is where I'm at there. And uh, yeah, those are pretty much the two best places to reach me, I would say. Perfect. Yeah. So- what I'm going to do is I'm absolutely going to put that in the description for this episode. Cool. Because I have no doubt that no one will be able to spell your last name, bro. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. It's impossible. <laughs> My own dad messed it up when we were on a trip to uh, Las Vegas one year. He spelled it wrong. He said, dad. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put his info down below in the description. You guys are going to be able to go click on it. Go connect with him. If you have any questions, like seriously, reach out. He is a freaking yeah. awesome dude. The way you broke down Airbnb arbitrage to us last week, I was like, holy crap. Like once I'm done with my six figure of February and we're done with like the plans I already had in play for this year, I will absolutely be leveraging the information that you shared because it was just, for oh, me, it was really my company. So I appreciated that big time. Of course. That's what I'm here for. More than happy to help. Dude, 100%. So Ben, thank you so much. Everybody, if you love this episode, please make sure you give it a thumbs up, give it a like, go and click whatever subscribe button that you're there with. Go and actually do me a favor, screenshot yourself listening to this episode <laughs> and tag me, tag Vend ta- at yeah. the tatted investor and make sure that we are able to see this this way we can communicate or else we have no idea that you're even listening. Like I have no clue who's listening until you reach out on social media and say like, Yo, that episode was fire. So on that note, I will see you all later. I appreciate you guys listening and tune in for the next episode. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.